deep breath with me, huh? Hi everybody. This episode is really important to me because it's it's an idea that reself it's essentially the idea that the vision of reself is founded on which is this idea that self evolution is for the good of being. The good of humanity, the betterment of being, whatever you want to call it. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Where do I want to start? I hope everyone is having a good week, had a good week, is having a good day. If you're not having a good day, let's turn that around right now. With a nice, lovely, deep, thought-provoking conversation about improving society and humanity. And I guess let's start this conversation by defining a few things. Self-evolution, right? What, what is that? Well, in a, in a self-explanatory type of way, I think, <laughs> it is our own, it, it is our evolution of ourselves through ourselves, awakening, evolving, doing the work, learning, healing, sharing, growing, uh, actively participating in that whole process. The good of being, capital G, capital B, is going off a phrase that Jordan Peterson uses, which is the idea of the betterment of being, capital B. B, being, (laughs) everybody, all beings, the act of being, as in being alive and quality of life, etc., etc. I think, you know, for me, that's, that's how I define that. And I think a lot of things fall under that category. But I put a little twist on that on on Peterson's idea because of um something that we talked about in a in a previous episode as well as on our Instagram reself.ing link is in the show notes that that Dave Chappelle talks about this idea of aiming for good rather than just better and that we we need to use that compass of good rather than just aiming for things being better or worse and using that as a compass. And so we arrive at capital G good of capital B being. Capital G because it's our compass. It's it's not the betterment of being, but it's the good of being. It's this idea that we might not be able to define, but it's it's kind of hazy and we kind of understand pillars of it, equality, equity, justice, peace, harmony, quality of life, fulfillment, happiness, all of these different metrics. So this whole this whole concept, right, is posited on this idea that 
I think the Dalai Lama communicates beautifully in a quote where he says, we can never obtain peace in the outer world until we make peace with ourselves. I'm pretty sure I'm paraphrasing that right. But I absolutely ascribe to this. So long as we continue to look outside for peace, fulfillment, happiness, growth, whatever it is, we will be unfulfilled. We will not reach that because that outer peace, harmony, fulfillment depends on us as the participants, right? And what we're bringing to our table from what we're thinking to what we believe to our experiences and everything. In that sense, this is kind of radical in the direction of the world we're going in because, and I think it's the kind of radical thing that will save us because there's a lot of things that are constantly threatening us as a species. There are a lot of self-created things that are constantly threatening us as a species. What threatens us as a species threatens us as individuals. And so when we as individuals can be the change that we need to see in the world, as Gandhi puts it, we are propelling that change on a capital B being level, on a species level. So, you know, the more technology becomes ingrained in our lives, and the more we adopt technology as a way of life, and the more passive we become because of it, I think we're really threatening ourselves. Where this idea, where self-evolution comes in, is moving beyond the limits of ourselves and our current experience, our current situation, our current influences, not being controlled by them, by by ego, by material, by being zombified, lulled to sleep into passivity by technology, complacency, and moving toward and aiming at capital G good. The key here is this idea of self-mastery you know not necessarily as something that we should you know strive for and be you know militant with ourselves in our pursuit of self-mastery but this idea that we are and can be the masters of ourselves we can have mastery, i.e. discipline, i.e. control, discernment over egoism, over materialism, over technology, 
over complacency, over fill in the blank. We are capable of having dominion over ourself, our choices, our actions, and our freedom. And so as soon as we start talking about some of these things, it becomes, at least to me, it becomes very evident where and how self-evolution actually fits into the larger issues that are impacting us as a species. You know, if it feels odd to think about some of our problems like that, it's likely because we really weren't raised in, in, a, in a system, in a language, in a culture in which we talked about it like that, in which we talked about it at that level of interconnection and interdependence. Because self-evolution, self-mastery, whatever you want to call it, is not just a, a transcendence of superficial barriers as Russell Brand says in a video that I'll link below, in all areas of our lives, it truly is, I believe, what will help us transcend barriers as a species. Because so long as technology is lulling us into passivity and, you know, zombifying us in that sense, it's not a tool. And that's a barrier to overcome in the same sense that our disconnect with the environment and the climate crisis is a barrier that we must overcome together. But it's also one that depends on our individual actions. In the same way that we as individuals, as part of our self-evolution, one of my presuppositions with this concept is that our self-evolution, in some sense, mirrors the evolution of, of our, our species and where we are, right? I, you, me, we are, are learning to become aware of where our ego asserts itself and how to then have dominion over our ego and be able to overcome the ego in certain senses, right? Being able to coexist with the ego as the, as the master, as being able to exert discipline and not being controlled by our ego. And I think that applies to everything, right? Materialism, lust, greed, whatever. As we as individuals work with that in our own self-evolution. We as a society are doing the same thing, right? We as a society live in this egocentric, materialistic, consumeristic, separated world. And as as I thought about this idea, right, and obviously, like I said, this is essentially what Reself is built on, built for. And I know I've mentioned this in an episode before, in passing, where I've said, you know, why don't we look inward instead of constantly projecting outward as some of the the solutions to our problems. 
and I wanted to elaborate on that as its own episode. So in that sense, when I thought about some of these leaders of these big tech companies, whatever, you can look at, you know, leaders of fossil fuel companies creating problems for us as humanity in that sense, and not necessarily putting that on any one individual. But I think that these quote-unquote leaders, right, are working in a system that is broken. The, the system that we inhabit is broken. And perhaps a lot of them can't even see that because they're so ingrained in it. They are a product of that system that they have benefited from. And so, in that sense, perhaps they can't even see the egoism, the separatism, the materialism, the, the lack of balance, the lack of equality, the lack of justice, the lack of humanity, the lack of capital G good of being in their actions and in the actions of their company. And so, in that sense... You know, how can you blame the person that is part of the broken system? You have to say how it is you benefited from the system. You have to be able to acknowledge how you benefited from the system and what you did because of those benefits. And then we can all move on from there. But unless we can all start to understand the ways in which the system we currently live in and the values of these systems of governments, of nation states, of all of these different players, we're still perpetuating it. And that's where I really think the work of self-evolution comes in. Because it really comes back to this idea that you're waking up. And as we wake up on an individual level, we wake up to the reality of everything going on around us. And we become more compassionate, we become more understanding, we become more forgiving, we become more relatable and interdependent, and as we learn within ourselves, we can share and help each other. Okay, here's the example, ready? Say I know nothing about ego. Say I do a reself workshop that teaches me about ego and teaches me about having some kind of dominion over my ego, you know, dominion of my choices, my actions, and the freedom that comes from acting from authenticity rather than egoism, well then, because I'm recognizing it in myself, and I'm becoming aware of it through myself as a great teacher that I am and that my experiences are for me, I then can see it all around me. The ways in which business leaders perpetuate egoism in an egocentric world. You see what I mean? The more we can move beyond the material and materialism, consumerism, lust, greed, you know, these empty promises, these empty, empty things of modern day life, the more we can get closer to what matters. I think there's 
no coincidence that the mental health crisis we are experiencing is happening in the world we live in. We're so disconnected from each other, from our roots, from what is meaningful and fulfilling and harmonious and, you know, fill in the blank. We are suffering. And our modern world doesn't help that. As we awaken to the ways in which we are being limited in our own self-evolution, we awaken to the ways in which our humanity is being limited in its evolution because of closed-mindedness, greed, hatred, separation, injustice, all these different contributing factors. The more we can see the ways in which we in our own lives are being zombified by our use of technology, the more we can see the ways in which society is being zombified. And I understand, you know, from a philosophical perspective, I think that this idea of the masses being sheep and being complacent, you know, perhaps might not be new, but I don't know if I agree with it. I agree with it on the sense that I understand it. And I understand what, you know, what philosophers are saying when they talk about this. But I think that we are just at the precipice of at least the possibility of another great awakening. I believe it. 100%. I think it's what we need. And I think that awakening is the awakening of self-evolution. <laughs> this is nothing new. It's literally been talked about in ancient philosophies for thousands of years. But when has there ever been a time and opportunity, a way to communicate to everyone in an accessible, digestible manner how to do it, why to do it? Never. Except now. And so, that is, I believe, the most important thing that we can do in the direction of the good of being. We need it. Humanity needs it. Because when you educate people... When you give people the tools to evolve, to awaken, to do the work, to heal, to empower each other, you're doing all of that for humanity itself. And when have we ever tried that path? Like, that was the idea that I brought up in in the previous episode. It might have been 
the episode Let's Normalize, Things We Benefit From Normalizing. It could have been the ego episode, but I don't think it is. And it could have been our relationship with nature. It might have been that one. I'm pretty sure it would have been episode 18. So I will link that in the show notes. But yeah, this is where I think we are. And this is what we're trying to do with Reself. This is what I really stand behind. Because technology isn't going to solve our problems. More technology is not going to solve our problems. More AI, more technology integrated into our way of lives is not going to solve our problems, especially when we can't even, you know, break addictions to social media and to our phones. Like, that's not helping. It's just lulling us to sleep. And so what we really need then is to move beyond complacency and acceptance that this is the way it is and this is the way it will be because it doesn't have to be because people like you and me and anyone who is doing something in the direction of the good of being knows that it is through nonviolence civil disobedience through our everyday actions that's going to make a difference and civil disobedience can mean different things to different people in their authenticity. Civil disobedience, again, you know, not participating in your own oppression can range from anything from not participating in the use of single-use plastic to protesting and being involved in trying to change the mass incarceration issue or the school-to-prison pipeline in the United States, for example. But it all comes back to awakening, right? We have to awaken to what is the problem. We have to awaken to what is our role in the problem. We have to awaken to what is our contribution. And I really think, you know, as I say this, it might sound overwhelming, daunting, exhausting to be a part of it. And I think it absolutely is in a sense. But that is where I truly believe fulfillment and purpose and meaning comes from. In whatever way, shape, or form that takes in your way of life. Aiming for the good, right? Having that compass of good. Throwing away the compass of better or worse. Because that's not getting us towards meaning and purpose and fulfillment. Because it's just not. Because we're, we're obviously, right, we're talking about self-evolution but self-evolution means collective evolution one person at a time and that's what we're here to do that's what we each can do in our own way with this knowledge with our authentic expression of it that's what we're doing that's what we're contributing to we are having our singular experience but we are part of something so much larger than ourselves and to be under the impression that it is hopeless, that there is no point, that there is no we, that we are, in fact, inherently alone, that humans are inherently untrustworthy and bad, is going to create the crisis of mental health, of lack of purpose, of lack of fulfillment, of lack of meaning in life that we're experiencing right now because of our broken systems. Because we haven't had the opportunity on such a large scale up until now to actually enact self-evolution as a tool 
for not only the good of our lives and the improvement of our meaning and purpose and well-being, but also for the good of being, capital B, humanity. So it's about not surrendering, not being blinded into following, quote-unquote, the herd, and not just aiming for better or worse in our own lives and collectively. It's about understanding, and like Russell Brand says, transcending those superficial barriers, the superficial barrier that nothing can be better, that it is the way it is, that everyone else is doing it, that I can't make a difference. Because if everyone believed that they could make a difference, the world would literally be a different place, right? That's just simple. Simple logic. So it starts with an education about the system that we currently inhabit and about how we as individuals can empower ourselves to create systematic change in our own lives, which then allows us to be that change, awaken, evolve, do the work, learn, heal, share all of that with all the people you touch, because it is a beautiful gift to give people and to share with people, to touch people in a way that evolves them, that you two then evolve together. That's beautiful. I think one of the bigger things that I recently reckoned with, you know, in the past two years or so is that systemic change is slow. But our personal change of our choosing, our self-evolution, is the beginning to that change. And that's okay. It's about the process. It's about the journey. It's about having the target, the, you know, what we're aiming for. But it's, it's surrendering to that journey. That's what we're surrendering to. Surrendering to that process of self-evolution for the good of being. Because what else are we doing with our time? Honestly, I mean, wherever we are literally spending our time, wasting our time in ways that leave us feeling unfulfilled, meaningless, lulled to sleep, you know, complacent, zombified, whatever, separate, materialistic. We lack that interconnection. We lack that depth of understanding. We lack touching the mysteries of life, getting to, you know, the juicy stuff. And in in that perspective, it's like, what's the point, right? That's where, in a sense, we arrive, whether it's we arrive there through a feeling of lack of meaning, purpose, fulfillment, or logically we arrive at that point. But it doesn't have to be that way. And that's, you know, again, where we <laughs> arrive at self-evolution and how it benefits the good of being capital B it benefits the good of being lowercase b in your whole life and in 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 all of that then it benefits the good of capital B being so uh 
that's all for today, folks. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this this conversation. I hope it makes sense to you, obviously in a logical sense, but I hope it makes sense to you in a bigger picture idea sense and what, what we're aiming for. And I hope it resonates with you. I hope that you see what I'm trying to communicate. Um, and, and, you know, what's behind this idea and where this can really lead us because, oh, this is what I'll leave us with. Where the world could be if we all had access to knowledge of and a path for self-evolution is, I think, baffling. In, in the most brilliant way, because I think that would lead to fulfillment, authenticity, and progress in a balanced, harmonious, conscious, intentional, well-thought-out direction of, of the good of being on a large scale, on a species scale. And I, I, I really think this, this is it. This is, I think, one of the largest problems of our time. I think it's one of, it's, I think it's the largest solution of our time. Self-evolution for the good of being. And I'll leave it there for you to imagine what that could imply and ripple out into and create. As usual, you can follow us on Instagram, Tumblr, Pinterest, whatever floats your boat. The links are in the show notes. Sign up for our wait list. Sign up for that mailing list. Get our recalibrate email. We'll be sending out the May recalibrate very soon, so you won't want to miss that. As well as updates on launch and our pre-launch goodies. That link is also in the show notes. Have a beautiful week. Bye, everybody.